Yeah, welcome in. Flames post-game live. It's brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. Brandon Parker alongside Corey Sarge back in the big seat and um, another Calgary Flames victory. I think you might have a little bit of uh, a little bit of good luck alongside you. That's a, It's about time. Your record's pretty pretty dashing, I'd say. I think there was there was a time when I used to come in here and cringe and just hope that we'd get some points so that I could stick yeah. around and come back again. <laughs> yeah, so right. so we'd bring this, you back. This, this has been very enjoyable this year. It's a good stretch here. Welcome back anytime. Uh, 6-3 the final here tonight. Calgary Flames victorious over the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, and continue their nice little run here on home ice as well. Obviously coming off that loss against the Colorado Avalanche to finish off that five games and seven night stretch. Um, this one might be a little bit of a tricky one just knowing you had you know, two non-game days. You're trying to sort of recover from that busy week last week. Is this one, you know, a tougher one to kind of, you know, reset and then come right back at it to try and wind it back up again into this schedule? Yeah, definitely. And I was a little nervous in the first period. You got a team that's coming in here in the New Jersey Devils that just played last night. They're on their back-to-backs. They lost last night. You never know what kind of a response you're going to get. And I just originally out of the gates didn't really see those waves of forecheck that we've been used to from the Calgary Flames and that just kind of controlling presence they've controlled in the shot clock they've showed in their aggressiveness on the ice but it came and you know what maybe that's just a product of Calgary Flames getting a little time off them getting their feet back underneath them and man they've got to be tired after that road trip you just described well end of the road trip but I mean just that many games and that many nights yeah Yeah, absolutely and uh you know Blake Coleman I think he said it's just like you know you're almost like you were in a car wreck by the end of the week you have to try to kind of figure it back out and get the you know legs underneath you again and they kind of did that work through it let's maybe uh take a look at the highlights here tonight as we run through it we'll hear from head coach Daryl Sutter coming up in just a few moments time but uh here's a first uh look at how the offense starts and it's uh Brett Ritchie getting his first goal of the season and uh, nice little presence in front here though by Milan Lucic isn't it yeah and this this line just all three of them were buzzing all night long and they were a big factor for the Flames allowing being allowed to get their feet underneath them I thought this line carried a lot of the momentum throughout the first period for the Calgary Flames yeah had a nice presence throughout the entire evening and uh, we'll see more of that as these highlights roll along the Devils did have an answer though to tie this hockey game up and this is a nice little release in tight from Dawson Mercer just kind of using Tyler Toffoli there he got a little bit of space, and I was kind of surprised that he was able to get this much on the shot. Toffoli was in good position. His stick was there, but just couldn't get a piece of it, and, uh, you know, right underneath the bar. So Mercer's got his 15th of the season, 1-1, but uh, the response, and we've talked about this really throughout this entire stretch of home games, the Flames' ability to kind of stick with it, and this one comes before the end of the first period, Andrew Mangiapane's 30th of the season. Yeah, and they took advantage of a New Jersey Devils team that's not very good in their own end. Um, block shot there, and you got Devils already leaving, thinking about offense, going the other way, and good job by the Flames capitalizing, and they did a great job of that all evening. You know, anytime they faced a little bit of adversity, they answered the bell, and that's a sign of a good team. So they're uh, 2-1 now after 20 minutes. We go to the uh, third, uh, second period, and this is a P.K. Subban shot that somehow finds its way through Jacob Markstrom to tie it up at two. I don't think he even knew he scored. (laughs) He was looking around to see how the hell that thing got in the net. And uh, Markstrom was looking around thinking the same thing. So just just one of those that oftentimes happens. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so Subban gets his fourth. But uh, here would be the explosion back the other way. Nice defensive work. Get the stop in the D zone and then all the way back up. And look at the speed from Dylan Dubé. Great transition. Dubé, he's thinking about shooting the whole way. Made his decision early and nicely, just over the just over the left pad there. 
Beautiful release. Nice shot from uh, Dylan Dubé. Talked about the pass from Matthew Chuck in our second intermission interview and just how difficult that pass is and how easy he made it look. Seven on the year for Dubé. And then speaking of Matthew Kachuk, how about the outlet here from Erica Branson just perfectly on the tee and Kachuk finishes it off. Yeah, and that was, uh, that was a very timely goal. You know, the Devils are still in the game just like they were last night for a little while in Vancouver. And eventually you get this one and this just kind of completely deflates them. Um, it was a nice finish by Matthew Kachuk, but Erica Branson Beautiful. keeps racking up his points and that's a great outlet pass. Yeah, he's already got the career high, keeps adding to that total. And then uh, that's after a goaltending change from New Jersey. This was shortly thereafter, uh, 58 seconds to be precise. And uh, Milan Lucic gets credit for this one. He's had a good net front presence all night and he gets rewarded here. Stick on the ice. Anderson's looking for, looking for him and I think that play ended up just like how it was drawn up. Yeah, absolutely. Just perfection. And 5-2 uh, after 40 minutes, right to tape to tape, right? That's all that matters. Uh, and uh, we get one here early though from, from New Jersey. They come on in the third period and uh, Igor Sharingovich gets this one to make it a 5-3 hockey game, his 15th. Uh, but we get an insurance marker late in the third period after a big penalty kill, which we'll talk about as this uh, post-game show rolls along. But uh, this is the release. Nice shot, though, here up underneath the ball. Yeah, and a uh, dangerous three players there on, on the ice. And just a little unfortunate. Flames couldn't quite gather themselves there. And the empty netter, Johnny Gaudreau, into the wide-open cage. Kind of, um, you know, you skip past a little bit of what happens there in the third period with the PK, as we mentioned, a four-minute uh, power play they had to kill off, but uh, Johnny gets his, uh, I think it's 28th of the season or 27th of the season there for Johnny and 6-3 the final, but um, PK, that's a good spot when you're talking about a 5-3 hockey game at that point, you go down two men, uh, or at least for a double minor, you got to kill off a four minute power play, which is uh, obviously could change the momentum of that hockey game in that third period. Yeah, and if you look at the New Jersey Devils, they've given up a few shorthanded goals this year. So good on the Calgary Flames and applying lots of pressure. And they were, they were thinking about it, right? They took their chances, they took their shots down ice, even though they were on the PK, but first and foremost, they got the job done and at a critical time. Yeah, yeah, well said. And uh, a couple of saves in there, a couple of blocked shots. Obviously a couple of good looks at the opposite end of things as well. Uh, Jacob Markstrom solid would need to be uh, called upon both in the first period and then uh, in the third in parts as well. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a game that had had him busy at, at portions, yeah. then there were times where he was kind of just having to bide his time, yeah. stay ready. It was just, it, it wasn't a real consistent game up and up and down the ice. But again, the Flames had consistency within their game. Yeah. It's just for Markstrom, his workload was kind of, yeah, yeah very sporadic. Yeah, well said. All right, let's go uh, hear our first comments post game here tonight. Uh, head coach Daryl Sutter at the podium. Let's listen in on what he thought of tonight's victory, 6-3 the final. So I think it's a good move for our club. Gives us a right hand shot, playing top nine. Guy that's player that's had to play in playoff races, which is important for our club, I think. Do you envision him up the middle or is that something I you really need to see? I don't know yet. I haven't talked to him. We'll just see. I think he's played primarily on his off wing and at center. Through these deadlines, from both like obviously as a coach and as a manager, what's it do for a group when the manager goes out and makes a couple of investments like Brad has done in the past month and change? Well, both guys, everybody knows. So it's not like it's an acclimation. That's what it means. Right? Traded, made trades last year too. 
these are different kinds of trades where you're you're bringing in guys who are expected to help with a playoff run. Does that mean something to the locker room? Yeah. Pretty pretty clear. Make the playoffs. It's not a it's not a tough, cloudy answer at all. I mean, we had lots of guys haven't been in playoff races or were and didn't understand it. So every time you get a player that's been in a playoff race and, and has got some playoff experience that's still a good player, it helps your organization. How do you describe uh, Yarn Croak as a I think player? He's a, he's a really good all-around player, versatile guy. And I, you can go back to, I say that about the playoff races, because that's what Nashville was, right? Make the playoffs and see what we can do. So he'll be well-rounded in that. Is that a guy that's easy to fit into the lineup and the identity of the team that, that you have here? Well, he's familiar with, obviously, with, with two of our Swedish guys uh, really well. So that, that helps, yeah. What was your assessment of what you saw out there tonight? Um, good to see Luch score. Good to see Dylan score. Good to see Brett score. thought our penalty killers, especially our forwards, penalty killing forwards, uh, killed that one at the start of the period. And then the double minor. Didn't like parts of our game. I didn't like the penalties. Didn't like the double minor. Didn't like the too many men. Didn't like the second goal. Outscored our mistakes tonight. Dylan ends up with a pair of points that always jumps off the sheet, but what did you see out of his game specifically? He was strong getting after the puck, strong using his speed in various parts of the ice. Won a face-off too. The second goal is a, is a, or the first goal is a face-off goal that we score really. It stays in the zone. That, but uh, Brett ends up scoring. Let's face off. When you bring in a player um, and nobody's going out, it's just one more spot less available every night. How can that help? It's competition. competition? Yeah. It's competition, very clearly. As a player, the guy that can play in your top nine, play anywhere in your top nine, it's competition. So we've, other than one line, we've moved guys around all year. It's because nobody's grabbed onto it enough, right? So. It's more competition. It's not. It's not my. I'm up and jump over the boards. It's about performance. And to that end, you saw two or three guys jump up and prove that they maybe deserve a spot. Those guys I was talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the depth, right? That's those. Those guys play roles in our team. They haven't had much ice time. Brett didn't know till 5:30 he was playing tonight. So that's. You need that. It's when your top guys aren't on. You like this time of year, trade deadline with all the talk. And it's good when it's over. <laughs> player, I've been there as a player. I've been there as a coach. Been there as general manager. Been there as consultant. Been there as everything. It's good when it's over. It's hard for, it's hard, you know, even more so now because of all the networking and. Everything that goes on, right? That's the toughest part. Well, trade deadline is players don't get traded because teams don't, because the team doesn't like them. Right? That's the way it works. When you 
you talk about guys kind of jumping up in the spots? I mean, Trevor Lewis has played in a lot of different spots this season. He yeah. is a veteran you talk about a lot, but what have you seen from him in recent weeks? He understands the races that, that this team's in. He understands what it's about. Plays a role. He's played lots of different uh, roles. His leadership and his by example is really important for our, for our organization. Is this the time of year, being you know the last month or so until the regular season's over, the time when guys like Lewis and Lucic, guys who've been in races before, get even more valuable to you? Well, they understand their role, which which helps your team when you have guys that that are still trying to figure that out. Uh, it's good to have guys that have had success. Okay, you guys. Thank you. Yep, help you get your green out. In the old days they, in Chicago, they'd dye the river green. Amazing. Yeah, then you'd go there the next morning, get sick. <laughs> There you go. Actually, I think I still saw that video. The uh, the river. I think they still do that. Oh yeah, river well, they were doing it the last time I was there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Callie Arncroak, um, new acquisition. We haven't even really talked about him. We may bury the lead here a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously, you heard Daryl talk about it. Make the playoffs. That's that's very clearly what the message is. You've brought in Tyler Toffoli. You brought in another top nine forward. What what is that message to the team? Well, it's it's trying to bolster this lineup. It's trying to find a few maybe missing, not pieces, but maybe missing attributes to mm -hmm. this lineup. And obviously, again, he stated their competition, right? He yeah. wants people earning their spots, and you add another sentiment, all of a sudden you've got four or five. If you add Dubé in the mix, you've got six oh. that could potentially compete for spots. Um, not, sh not sure where... Yarn Croak's going to end up yet. Yeah. Obviously, you heard Daryl say he can play everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, yeah. But I get from my perspective, you've got to have guys, if they're going to be your centermen, first and foremost, that know how to check. If you're going to get into the playoffs and you're going to get into a situation where you have success, you need guys, especially at the center position, that know how to check. Yeah. And I think that's an upgrade for the Calgary Flames at that position with his ability on both sides of the puck. And whether or not he ends up at center, I don't know. But again, I think it's crucial for for a team that's going to compete. And you can never have enough versatility, right? Guys that can move back and forth. You mentioned four to six different centermen that in a pinch, you move them in, move them out, wherever on the wing. But versatility is key as yeah. you get deeper here. Isn't and it? if Cali if can play both positions, then, you know, something happens to one of your wingers on any of your other lines. Right. You can insert him. He can play all three positions. You don't find a lot of guys like that sure. that can make that conversion and, and jumps so yeah, and do it well seems like a, a pretty good piece to add to the mix yeah no question and uh as far as we know uh, brad treeling talked about it and uh kelly mentioned it as well he was packing tonight and uh getting ready to head to the airport tomorrow so expect him to arrive sometime in calgary tomorrow from seattle of course where the kraken were supposed to play tonight or did play kelly would have been joining him instead he uh, sat on the sidelines and will uh, join the Calgary Flames here coming up this week. All right, let's go uh, to the podium now and listen in on uh, the next piece of press conference. Uh, Dylan Dubé, Milan Lucic standing by. Uh, kind of an interesting day to be a player when, when a team acquires someone like that. Uh, your reaction? I think it's great. Uh, I think uh, Yarn Crook is obviously a good two-way player. Um, just adds more depth to our lineup another right-handed shot, which is something that 
we don't have a lot of, but you know, there's some familiarity there with him being Lindy's first cousin and all that type of stuff. So uh, just like Tyler coming in, knowing a lot of guys, you know, he knows a lot of guys on this team, so I'm sure he'll fit right in. We asked you about this, I think, right after the Toffoli trade, but now it happens again. Like, it's pretty clear that Brad is sending you guys a message that he wants to see where this group can take this, that you've kind of earned the investment. What what does that mean to a group? It's 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 big. You know, it's it gives us confidence. It gives us, uh, you know, a belief in ourselves because we got belief from up top, and he's doing what he can to help the team get better here. So, like I said, it's just now it's up to us to keep doing what we've been doing on the ice and, um, there's still 22 games left, so there's a lot of regular season hockey to play here. And um, yeah, it's just it's just an exciting time of year. Every time it's trade deadline, it's it's always a exciting time. And uh, yeah, Brad and his team are doing whatever they can to, to make us better for for uh, hopefully a, a long run in the playoffs. Dylan, you're a guy who's been out a couple times lately. You're a guy who's kind of in that competition for ice time and, and everything else. How how do you view it when something like today goes down great I'm happy we uh we didn't lose a guy in the in the trade it's nice our chemistry is really good and like Luch said it makes our our lineup a lot deeper so um it only helps us and it's really exciting um said like the, the investment the you know shows us what we've put in it's paying off so it's nice to to add a, a really good player can you just take us behind the scenes a little bit like what were you guys when the when you find out about the trade, are you getting ready for the game? Like, how does it kind of come down back there? Oh, uh, yeah. I was, he, he told me because I was playing uh, center um, with him. So, uh, yeah, I, I just heard from him. So, I don't know what else uh, to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Big Rich didn't even know he was playing tonight. So, he, he found out, I think, around 435. So, uh, it was nice to see him get his first one tonight, too. Tell him not to, or did you let? Uh, I think I think someone else told him that one, but he had a regular day, not a regular game day, and he still played well. Usually, how it goes. When you say you're happy to see him get one tonight, I mean, can you, can you provide a peek behind the curtain on just what Bradridge means to you guys and the work that he's done this season? Yeah, you know what? He's a guy that comes to play every day. You know, uh, obviously, it's never it's not you want to be in the lineup every game, and when you're not, you know you. He's one of those guys that he's always smiling. Uh, he's probably the funniest guy on our team with uh, his quotes and jokes and his lingo and all that type of stuff. So he's always uh, got a great attitude. And like I said, you know, he works hard in practice, um, you know, whether he's in the lineup or not. And, you know, that's what I said. Everyone likes him. And like Dube said, we're a close team. And it was nice to see him chip in with, uh, with this first one here tonight. Tonight, for the three of you guys to kind of get the monkey off the back and break a couple. Of threats, I think we talked about it. We just said we wanted to play straight lines and be heavy on the puck and get on the cycle and play in the ozone as much as we can. And uh, I think we did a good job of that. What, uh, what parts for you, Dylan, of tonight's game need to be sort of part of the recipe for you to to keep that spot? <clears throat> uh, I think uh, my line mates helped me out a lot tonight. I was. In the middle, skating, but it doesn't do much if your wingers aren't battling on the wall to get you the puck. So I think a lot of credit's on them two for being able to support me and, and, and find me in the middle. So I think a lot of it's on the, the wingers and the people you're playing with. All right. All good. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. We call it the Ram 1500 Limited. 
But truth be told, there's nothing limited about it. Ram 1500, winner. J.D. Power Award for Best Driver Appeal. All right, welcome back. Flames TV Live, uh, brought to you by uh, Alberta Ram Dealers. And um, Corey Sarge, Brendan Parker, 6-3 final. The New Jersey Devils, um, they come in here on back-to-back -back games and lose 6-3 on consecutive nights. Uh, first in Vancouver and now tonight in Calgary. Flames improved to 15-1-1 in their last uh, 17 home games. So pretty, pretty impressive stretch here for the Calgary Flames on home ice. And they really have, I know you talk about it a lot, but... You make this a difficult place to play. Oppositions have certainly taken note, haven't they? Yeah, and I can think back to the days when I played here. And, you know, that started in 07, and that was always our downfall. I'll be, I'll be honest. Um, oh we, just didn't, yeah, we just didn't establish ourselves here. Couldn't get enough traction at home and just couldn't make this a consistent place where we won games. And the, this year's Calgary Flames have done a phenomenal job of that. And firing on all cylinders, and they've come out for most of the games in this building and outshot their opponents. And it's, it's very difficult when you come into a building and you see those stats and what you're up against. You know, other teams, they're reading the stats packs. Yep. If they didn't know before they come in here, well, they will know when they get here, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows now. Yeah, check the game notes, as they say. Um, we'll uh, put a wrap on this, leave you maybe with one quick thought about Seeing some traction around the National Hockey League now just with some trades coming down. I mean, is this, what's, what's the mindset of a player as you're, you know, seeing some activity? Are you paying attention? What were you like in terms of uh, this time of year? I don't think I was ever, ever on the block. So mm -hmm. for me, it was always very interesting. I was always intrigued as to where players were going to go. You were seeing what players you knew, friends that you knew who were on the move. Um, I can only imagine for the guys that are hearing the rumors leading up to it, it can't be easy to block it out. Yeah. Um, as much as they might say it is, I don't Thanks. think I, I don't think it I don't think it can be. Who's that handsome devil walking behind us? Yeah. Eight oh four tonight for Bax, by the way. Yes, congrats on that, Bax. Moves into third all-time. Yeah. Games played in a Flames jersey. And first it, as a player drafted by the Calgary Flames, which is. Passing Al McInnes, that's a pretty uh, impressive mark. Yeah, and I, I said the other night when Bax first came in the league. You remember it? Oh, they gave him a lot of chances, let me tell you that. <laughs> we, they worked through the kinks. We Good on wanted, the Calgary Flames. We wanted to see your, uh, you know, he's, he's probably still listening to you. I was hoping he, yeah, I I was, hoping he was. Um, yeah, I forget what even we were talking about, trade deadline. But just, yeah, yeah about paying attention to and you can't help but notice it these days. I think when I first came in the league, it was probably still newspapers. And, <laughs> you know, you'd actually get a phone call. Right. And, you know, really cell phones were yeah. and text messaging and everything else was kind of non-existent right. early in my career. So it was probably better in a lot of ways. Well, it, yeah, you could kind of just could hide out wait and yeah. but maybe that's even more more nerve-wracking you, you can yeah. there probably were a lot of guys that probably just hit them right out of the blue yeah didn't know they were yeah. on the block didn't know they were even part of anything and all of a sudden you get a phone call getting prepped to go out for a game or whatever you're doing after a practice and yeah you're on your way yeah get to the airport well and now it's just a lot of doom scrolling now you're just if you're if you're ca catching or trying to Take a peek at what's going on. You're probably on social media, or you're, or maybe you're just trying to stay away from it. It's one or the other. I'm sure there's two sets of, uh, just two different types. 
Yeah, just keeping a pulse. Yeah. Uh, but I know, I know being traded is not easy. I have gone through that before. Yeah. Uh, it happens quick. You get a message from your former GM. Yeah. They thank you. And off you go. And then it's a new set of equipment. It's a new set of teammates. And the great thing about the NHL, though, is it's an easy place to adapt. And yeah. most of the hockey teams that I've played with, uh, great locker rooms, very welcoming. And yeah. you get in there and it feels like you're part of the team instantly. Yeah, which makes a huge difference. And, I, and for both guys that we've talked about here recently, Tyler Toffoli and, and Callie Arncroke, obviously both have familiarity inside the locker room, which I know we talked about with Tyler. That's got to help, too. you got a couple of guys you can uh, immediately go to, turn to, to ask questions or whatever it might be, and maybe even a place to stay for the first couple of days. And I guess the Swedish Mafia gets a little it bit of a boost a here in bigger. town. Yeah, I think we're up to We're trying to count them. I'm running out of fingers to count them. Six, up to six Swedes now on the uh, active roster. Uh, nevertheless, Callie Yarnkirkin, the uh, newest member of the Calgary Flames, he'll join the uh, team here uh, sometime on Thursday. Maybe our first opportunity to see him in the lineup Friday, otherwise in the not-too-distant future. As for this hockey game, 6-3 the final tonight. The Calgary Flames rocking the St. Patrick's Day Unis in warm-up. Those will be auctioned off as well or given away. And uh, they get uh, the victory as well. And now it's on to the next home game to wrap up a short little two-game set. It's the Buffalo Sabres here on Friday night, the first of back-to-back -back games there in Vancouver on Saturday. For all of us here at Flames TV Live, thanks for watching the post-game show brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. We'll see you on Friday night back at the Scotiabank Saturday.